We're super thankful to have James Tyler with us here and, and really just gracing us with this. And we hope to have him around um, uh, more during this year as we try to experiment with different ways of worship and really just embodying, especially this morning with communion, our high Sabbath feel. And so we're just ha- happy to have you here with us as you, as you play the organ with us. Let us bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, you truly are the God who meets us where we are. And Father, in your infinite wisdom, more than 2,000 years ago, you knew that in 2019, we would need symbols that were tangible to be a reminder of what it meant that you said that you are the bread of life. And so it is our prayer now that you, as we spend a few moments in scripture preparing our hearts, that you would speak into each one of us exactly what we need to hear this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If we were to follow the way of Jesus, exactly as the scriptures teach us Jesus did, we would probably find ourselves in situations that we wouldn't put ourselves in. And if following the way of Jesus was a test, most of us would probably fail miserably. Because the things Jesus did weren't just difficult, but they were nearly impossible. So let me give you a few things that Jesus did that I think we find very difficult for us to do today in 2019. Jesus said things like, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone were to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Jesus tells us, give to the one that begs from you, and do not refuse to the one who would borrow from you. Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And when Jesus was walking to Calvary just hours before his death, the prayer that he offers up for those who would ultimately nail him to the cross is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If we were to look at our lives and really ask ourselves the questions of where do we fall and how well do we do these things of Jesus, most of us would probably have a difficult time saying, yes, I've done all of these things exactly as Jesus did. And we often say from this pulpit that the way of Jesus is hard. It is. It's hard to forgive when we would rather seek vengeance. It's hard to give to those who beg when we don't know what they're going to do with what we give them. It's hard for us to give to those who we feel are taking advantage of us. And so the way of Jesus is hard. But what the scriptures tell us and what Jesus tells us that if we follow the way of Jesus, it is the only path that will not only lead us to eternal life, but it is the path that will lead you to the best possible life here on earth. Jesus was radically countercultural in everything that he did. And Jesus challenged the status quos of society's norms. And if Jesus hadn't already done enough unpopular things, he takes it one step further in doing the one thing that we do regularly here in 2019. Well, I guess, I know I'm saying 2019, but it, it's just so early, so 2018 into today. <laughs> But if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open to John chapter 13 so I can show you exactly what Jesus did that really just takes that one step further 
where if you're going to follow the way of Jesus, it's really an all or nothing kind of faith. And what we'll see in John chapter 13 is something that really speaks to the core of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. John chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put in the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He said to Simon Peter, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. But Jesus answered him, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And for this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. Now that line that really jumps out at us is, when Jesus lays aside his outer garments and taking the towel that was tied around his waist, he pours water into a basin and begins to wash the disciples' feet. Now, for many of you who have been coming to church for years, this is one of those stories, again, where we look back on this story and we say, well, of course Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And that's why today we're going to wash each other's feet to do that as a symbol of remembrance and humility for what Jesus did. But if we just see it as something that we're just going to do because it's what we do, it's to miss the deeper, more important and crucial point of this story is that the king of the universe in Jesus Christ would humble himself to such a point where he was doing a servant's work. And I think we miss the point about what Jesus was doing. In the first century, people wore sandals They probably had animal dung on their feet between their toes. There was dirty, it was mud, there was dirt, there was who knows what other stuff was on their feet. And Jesus gets down to wash his disciples' feet. He did the work that was reserved for the uneducated, for the under-resourced, for the underprivileged, Jesus does the work of the outcast and the marginalized in the society. Jesus does what the lowest rung of society would have done. And he does it as a symbol for you and for me this morning. To be reminded that we are called to live a life of service. Nowadays, our feet are mostly clean, I think. They're, pre- <laughs> they're protected. <laughs> Sorry. They're protected from the elements by socks. You can get wool socks, cotton socks, uh, all kinds of other high-performance type socks to keep your feet dry. We wear shoes. 
special shoes when it rains, so our feet are really quite clean. And we do this symbol of, of humility, we do this today because it's a way for us to remember that we are to be humble and serve not just those of us who we love or who we're close to, but it's a reminder that Jesus is calling you into a life of service. Not just on Saturday mornings when we come here and sing and play and pray and do our Sabbath school worship and do our Sabbath school classes, but we are called to a life of service for the other six days of the week as well. Because everywhere you go, you are constantly being the message of Jesus. And Jesus is inviting us to do what he did, is to serve others. In the first century, a rabbi like Jesus would never have washed someone's feet And yet he does the very thing that someone would do for him. And it's a reminder that Jesus is calling us to a new way of living. He's calling us to a new way of life. And if we were to look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, Paul reminds us, he exhorts us to be of the same mind. He says, let the same mind be in you. That was in Christ Jesus, who though Jesus was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I love this, this portion where it says that he did not regard his equality with God as something to be exploited. In our world today, if, if, we're, if there is a connection that we can use to get something better, we normally do that. But Jesus says, no, just because I am the king of the universe, it doesn't mean that I now get to demand from you to wash my feet or do any of these other things. But instead, Jesus leads by example. So that when we look back, we would say that our Savior, though he was God in the flesh, lived a life that served his disciples. And Jesus even washes the feet of Judas. Do we remember what happened with Judas? How he betrays Jesus? But Jesus doesn't keep his blessing even from those who would betray him. It is so easy for us today to look at the people that have betrayed us and that have hurt us. And instead of giving them grace and mercy, we require vengeance. But what's clear about the story of Jesus is that we are called to forgive and pray even for those who have hurt you the worst. For those who have betrayed you, we are called to forgive to bless, and to serve. Which is why the communion service with our foot washing ritual is so important for us today. Because it is a reminder that we are to live the way of Jesus in all aspects of our life. And by living the way of Jesus, we know that it is the path towards life eternal and life in abundance today. So here in a moment, we're gonna break to our different rooms for our foot washing And so we're going to just go ahead and ask you now at this time, we're going to have a prayer, and then we're going to separate into our different rooms. 
But I just want to remind you that most of us are probably going to wash the feet of our wives or husbands or a close friend. Most of us are going to wash the feet of people who we like a lot, and that's okay. But as you're doing this, remember that this is more than just a formality, but it is living within the flow of what God has asked us to do through the example of Jesus and use it as a reminder and as a launching point for your life of service. So let us have a word of prayer, and then we're going to break into our different rooms. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've given us this opportunity to remember what it means that Jesus, though being king of the universe, still humbled himself to such a point that he would do a servant's work. So we ask that as we go through this, that it would not be lost on us that you are calling us to do the work of your servants. May we fulfill and be faithful to your call. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.